Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Denise. This is the Dr. Denise Show, and this is the Creative Mind Series. I am so honored to have Thomas Lane here today, who's a multidimensional creative drawn to spaces where art, spirit, and social justice intersect. Thomas, welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you that I I literally just feel like we need to jump in right into this. Ready, everyone? A cop, a killer, a visionary monk caught in a web of past lives. It will all come down to a wild card. The karma factor. I'm going to say it one more time. A cop, a killer, a visionary monk caught in a web of past lives. It will all come down to a wild card. The karma factor. This feels like the headlines, Thomas, of every day on earth. Like you could just take snap. Like we're this Thomas is the author of this amazing book, The Karma Factor, that we're gonna do a deep dive in. But when I just read that headlines, it reminds me of waking up to planet Earth and just opening up my inbox. Does, you know, do you know what I'm saying? That level of <laughs> you've got to be kidding me, right? <laughs> That's funny. So I have to tell you, first of all. Um, People know that gratitude is my secret sauce. I want to express gratitude for Dia Shandera to introduce me to you and for the honor of reading your book. I honestly could not put it down. Well, I'm really glad to hear that, you know, and that makes us, you know, on the same page, literally. I like that. Well, and the thing about it is, and I was thinking before I, you know, because I've read the book and we want everyone to read the book, so I don't want to give it away. I was wondering if, we could meet, you could take us on a journey mm-hmm. of what inspired you to create this book and in this way. Yeah, there, there's a lot of layers on that one, for sure. I, I think in just uh, coming out of our earlier discussion, or just what you said now about waking up on planet Earth, it is that experience of gritty, harsh suffering and beauty, magic, miracle, they're all interwoven in this thing. And I think one, one aspect of writing this is that I, I love action adventure. I love good stories with good plots. This is really, you know, cops and robbers. But it's backlit, and I use that word metaphorically, by this kind of spiritual light, which is also how I've come to experience the world. In that, there is some kind of other uh, impetus going on about events and there's different meanings and you can expand outward and 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 find everything as magical or everything as harsh it's really up to the the person's viewpoint but when i started putting them together this the darkness and the light and my love for a good adventure story and my love for all the various components that lead to awakening and realization of self um, and try to find a mixture where those two intersect. And what I found truly interesting, and I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm not uh, an academic. I don't understand a lot of things. I'm just, just like everybody else, trying to figure it out. But when I came across the Akashic records, um, I don't know if you've talked to people on your show about that. Well, I'd actually like to just do a sacred pause. I have had my own Akashic record reading done, 
And I really feel like if we're going to go there, which I think is really important, maybe I could even have Mary Madeira or someone come on that is someone that's an expert in that. So would you like to explain what the Akashic record is? And then I'll weigh in as an, by the way, I'm an adult and child integrative psychiatrist. I'm an adoptive mother. I'm an intuitive. I'm a host creator producer. And so I'm always on the quest for a greater multidimensional understanding of self in ways that yeah. I can then help others. So yeah. I like to look at everything. I like to take a skeptic's approach mm-hmm. to getting the data. And so for me, when, when you're about to talk about the Akashic record, one of the big reasons why I did it, it was, it was another multidimensional tool of understanding quote unquote, the beyond. And mm-hmm. so I'd love for you to maybe now explain it and then we can have some fun with, with not revealing your whole book, but having fun discussing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our little trick too, right? We're going to get good at Ab- that. Absolutely. Well, uh, th- this book, there's another story, just how, how many years it took this book, the original, it was originally a novella that I wrote in 1994. <gasps> and there's a whole whole 28 years that having to do with the movie deal and this and that and trying this and getting almost deals numerous times but that's a whole nother thing but wait when a I, second can i tell you my ethereal yeah. experience right when you said that yeah please. i got lightning bolt chills up both my arms and into my back and it's like i travel back in time when you were channeling, I like to say, dumping, writing, creating in 1994. And then when I got right in the immediate, right after that, that dropped into awareness was time is timeless. And Mm. that the moment is right now, that this was the time that this was supposed to be birthed, this amazing book, because that's because humanity wasn't ready. I call it the pulse of consciousness. This book for me is like the universe lottery to read this book and what you've done with it. Because if you and I were to do a master class on this book, it just hits every area of oh multidimensional God. understanding. Oh my God. That's, you know, it's, I, I have no perspective per se. It's I, you know, the, the muses spoke, I tried to listen, I tried this and that. And then I, as you know, the other aspect of why it's happening now. Yeah, they couldn't figure out. I had almost book deals way back, um, but they couldn't figure out. Is it is it metaphysical? Is it fiction? Is it action adventure? It's both. It's all, you know, and so that was a problem. Also, I, as a spirit, had to mature to the point where I'd be willing to walk it out, not just send it out and be remote, but be with the book like I'm doing right now. This This took me a while to mature to that level as well. So yeah, it was. Oh, wait, I am smiling. Okay. So (laughs) backstory, everyone, Thomas and I had some tech issues. So we already got to know each other and problem solve. So I got to learn a little bit about the window of Thomas and I like our little bit of our when we're dealing with new tech, we both have a little bit of that hot potato game feel when we're kids like, ah, and then um, Thomas like eloquently explained how um, he sort of, when you just said it's, I pictured like in the past when you were um, sending your book to other people, it's mm-hmm. almost like you just wanted to hand it off like a torch I did. and let them go run with it. And you go back to like the Himalaya mountains or something. Well, you're, you know, we, we have so many different streets on this little city of ours, but um, yeah, I, I was off grid and I wasn't off grid as 
as a misanthrope and someone who was bitter or whatever. It's just that I felt like that I had this this um, awareness, sensitivity that I wanted to protect, that I didn't want to have all these undue influences, which are vast growing up in this world. And I wanted to be able to maintain because the muses speak loudly and very frequently with me. And I didn't want to get usurped by these other, um, you know, more egoic practices. So anyway, it took me this long to get to to exactly what you said. And let's see, which street should well, we go? Should well, we, we actually need to de- do the dive. We've almost done like a little bit of a tangent, but I love it. And let's get back to defining the Akashic record. Yes. Okay. Let's go there. And I want to hear your perspective and then I'll weigh in on my perspective and, and we'll go right. from there. Good. Well, that's what, when I ran into the, to the idea of the Akashic records was before I really understood it. It just seemed like I, I do believe in past lifetimes. I do believe in karma. Obviously I have witnessed it with myself every day and other people. Um, so you know, back then, uh, I was just still in the process of absorbing and learning all this stuff. It, it was a database of past lives. That's what I understood it to be, a database of past lives, where every soul that has ever walked the face of the earth, the records of their incarnation were contained in this, what I pictured to be a library. So in my book, I call it Library of Souls. Now, that's really Newtonian, if you will. It's, in fact, much more profound, as I've come to find out. And it is more ethereal. It's an energy field of consciousness. Those, these are words that I've... And I've done some readings myself and had them done. So it's it's just... It's an amazing tool. But to make it into a book, I had to have it less... I wanted to make it practical. Uh, I wanted to make it so the Akashic Records library people have the understanding a library so i had it as books of light that contain all the data then i wanted to marry it to my love for noir and adventure and my boyishness and so i wanted to make it sort of a a adventure story of good versus evil in a way but using the akashic records as like a police portfolio uh or rather a profile it's a profile not just a if you know if they if they're going after a criminal now they'll find out that this person was born in such and such and he he was in prison for armed ros- robbery here and there that kind of data well if you go into the akashic records and this is my interpretation as a writer then it was like well you could find out what you had for breakfast in 1412 and who you cheated on you know in 806 and you know what what heroic deed you did in 707 BC. And that the game becomes for my, and not to give it to away, but for someone who can utilize the this more earthbound version of the Akashic records is to find out where the person is stuck. Where he's not just being a criminal this lifetime because he was treated badly by his aunt. It goes back. And this in in my particular paradigm, that there is something in his, one of his past lifetimes that he is dramatizing and playing. The record is playing over and over and over. And he will keep doing this until he gets busted in a spiritual way. Like, dude, 
you're you're so far off your first and original and your basic spiritual track. You need to get the the needle off the record and and pursue some different track that is not digging you deeper and deeper. So I mean that Pause. does that sort of answer mm -hmm. your question? Oh yeah, beyonds, but I want to actually honor and lift up some of the things you said. So when you were just speaking, you were talking about the main character, well, not the main, one of the main characters, you were talking about Quill when you just described that, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. So basically what I love, let's talk about the Akashic record, my understanding and perception in an adjunct and just lifting up and elevating everything you've said is when I went to do my Akashic record, my understanding is yes. It's like you, if you're, if you have an open mind, if you're listening to this show and you just feel like earth is it, the energy doesn't exist, possibly this book, like, no, you'll still love this book. That's what I'm going to say about this book. But like for in my own, my own earth understanding and ethereal, it is opening up when you go to work with someone that's an Akashic record practitioner, and they create a sacred space and you go there, you're opening up your own unique book of life and energy transmission through time. And my understanding is, and when I did it with this amazing soul, Mary Medeiros, is that you're literally, it's like you and your higher self having a conversation. So it's very different. It's very different than um, I, because I actually share an office with a practicing intuitive. I'm an intuitive and there's different ways to approach. Like there's people who go to a Vedic astrologist or different types of mediums. So an Akashic record reading is very precise. And then it's you and yourself looking at the mirror of who you are. And then it's like the council. So when you just described, um, I think it was the library of souls, uh, books of light, um, they come in. It's like your own counsel when you open up your book comes in and shares things about you. And I have an interesting, this is almost like an advanced discussion offline that I want to run by you about my perception of that, but just yeah. kind of keeping the golden thread of what you were talking about. This book, this book, this amazing book that you wrote, I honestly, if someone does not have a spiritual bent, if they're not, if that's just not their deal, the book, The Karma Factor is a book to read no matter what. It doesn't matter your worldview, your religion view, um, where you're on and where you're at in your own ascension path. What, what Thomas has done in this book is created an action adventure book with multiple layers of the characters. And then his gifted writing style goes back in time to the possibility of the soul never dying, the possibility of what your own foundation of light versus evil looks and your own unique situation of making choices of light versus dark, getting stuck, ascension. So to me, the way the book's written, it's multi-layered, multi-dimensional. And the other thing I love about it, this is my first time knowing you. I now know from reading your bio, your music name. You, I love the way you integrated Tracker, the character, into the book. <laughs> yes. I also love the poetry that gets channeled by Tracker. And I'm going to probably just include your long bio, maybe your short bio too, but your long bio describes. So I feel like this is also a transmission, not only of fictional, but there's fictional, non-fictional, your own experience, your own adventure. To me, what I'm getting for you as an artist and a creator and a musician and a painter and a poet, I'm getting that this book, I, I'm, I'm, I'm holding my hand on my heart now when I'm saying this, 
<laughs> this is like your own balance and integration of all the gifts that I believe higher power, love, God, source. I'm just like, I'm excited for you. I know that like, I want people to read the book, but I'm excited for what this is for you. Well, beautifully said. I, you know, I, I just launched into, I had no idea where this was going. And I, and I'm work usually off intuitive rather than analytical, although that's a good tool to have, but it's all about the gut. And as I said, I was really off grid and I was just stacking up, you know, this, this book has a option movie deal attached. And so there was just so much I've written screenplays. It, it hasn't happened yet, but I was piling up, piling up stuff. And then, you know, the timing, which you have mentioned, and for me, the clarion call that is out there now for anybody that's willing to listen, it just whispers, do more, do whatever you do, whatever it's an all hands on deck moment, Everybody's got different decks, but do more as long as it adds to the greater contribution. I want to just add. So first of all, that's very profound statement. Please define clarion call. Before you do that, I just want to say one of the things that I believe, and this is very true to my heart for this creative mind series, is that creativity fuels the soul and that we all as human beings, no matter what our own version of happiness, when we're in touch with our inner child and our deep play, and when we learn how to, in this earth playground and at times battleground, ascend through the medium you choose, that's where to me, the secret Mm -hmm. sauce of being in this moment is really, you know, even embracing, like you and I embrace the fact that we couldn't get the tech working. And then I'm like, oh, I get to see Tom. Like, like we actually had fun. Like we embraced the fact that it wasn't perfect. And I think that's one of the things I want to, this would be like a master discussion after someone reads the book, how that this, your book has life experience and life lessons that I, that I integrate throughout the different shows, but the way you wrote the book and the way you did it is just amazing. So I'd love to have you just comment on the clarion call and maybe a little bit about what I just said. The clarion call is, um, for me, it was first just sort of feeling discomfort, which I've always felt. I've always been involved in organizations that are dealing with racism and prejudice and starvation and war, all those issues. Um, You know, I have an an organization that has been working with the homeless folks. That's another story. But it just was crescendoing, this sense that there was a, this really, and everybody talks about inflection points, everybody. I don't know if everybody does, but certainly the pundits on TV and newspapers, and there's a lot of wisdom going on now. And there's a real call for me, I felt it to do something, to do something more because we're there is there is trouble, climate change for one, um, and that and that we we as a as a species need to put on that hat where we are um, stewards for for all kinds of life human, animal, plant, whatever, and whatever relationship you have with any of these, it's a time to bump it up. And I'm, oh, and when can, it, wait, hey. I'm getting chills. I just need to interject, you know, your words. Please, please. please. I just want to, with humility, I, um, in 2015, I had been very inspired after I um, went to 
the Dalai Lama's body, mind, life. Like he had um, his own birthday party in Orange County. It wasn't his idea. It was honoring um, in Orange County. This incredible mayor, Mayor Thomas Tate, did something called the Million Acts of Kindness and what it did to the students in the schools. His holiness caught wind of it. Thomas went to Dharamshala, then he became friends. He thought he was just going to have lunch with his holiness. It became a whole three-day, like really cool discussion. Wow. Yeah. Then in it was, uh, July of 2015, when his holiness turned 80 and all these world peace leaders were there. I went two days. It was like celebrating like love, kindness, compassion, and what mm-hmm. you're talking about being inspired to, you know, love all sentient beings. And so what happened is when the children came on stage um, oh my God, you're Thomas and it's Thomas Tate too. So, okay. So um, when the children of the Agape choir came on stage to sing for his holiness, you felt a vibrational frequency with his smile that just lit up the room. You could feel the love. You could feel the joy. It was so ethereal. It was so powerful. And at that moment, I had visions of when I would be then going to India, that just all these things just dropped into my awareness and they just come to you, right? And then I wrote a spiritual mission statement called Love All Kind in capitals. I'm about to have um, eventually, like I've waited to do anything commercial, just so you know, Thomas, just a little bit about me. I don't take sponsorship money. I've never given any money to Big Pharma. I haven't um, advertised merchandise or anything yet. I'm going to start doing more of that this year, but for, for things that are near and dear to my heart, Art, if this makes sense. And so this love all kind and what you're talking about, loving all sentient beings, transmission of what Buddhism does, many different living world religions of this is beyond anything with race, gender, sexuality, and everything. And what I also love bringing this back, the golden thread back to the karma factor is that I love the fact, and I, this is where I'm trying, I think we're doing a good job so far of not giving away the book. (laughs) I'm trying so hard. It's like, I want to talk about things, but I'm like, don't do it, Denise. Okay. So one of the things I love about Thomas Lane's book, your book, is that you actually touch on societal strife, political strife, activism, Mm -hmm. and how the golden thread goes beyond just the human DNA of this lifetime, that it's deep within our ancestral cord. And the way you did it though, the way you wrote the book, like my ex-husband, who, by the way, I will love him for the rest of my life. But once I started getting more of my visions and my intuitions, I was like, this was just too much for him. So, so one of the reasons why I'm strategically single is because I'm on my own path. Right. Right. But I can tell you someone like my ex-husband would love this book because the book is so well-written in any point of your journey of your own unique awareness of the possibility of energy existing beyond this lifetime. So I just want to like, there's just so many layers to what you accomplished in this book. So, I mean, I I was reading it during my Thanksgiving holiday. I was still paying attention to my family, but any minute (laughs) I I was like grabbing the book and I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, mom, are we good with socializing? I'm going to go read a little bit. So I just want to say, it's really like a, you can't put it down book. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I, I want to respond to that with, I, and again, like you, I don't want to give away, but there's a, when the, the protagonist who's a detective begins discovering this other way of approach this other lens 
this this huge perspective and and con- mystery and cause and effect our 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 version of that goes deeper and and bigger that he was the he didn't want the police even though he was a cop he didn't want the police to find the killer first because then they would put him in jail they would do the old nail in jail thing and he would be executed or punished or something and if you believe in past lifetimes you would know that he would come around and do it all again so there was no net gain now with with my detective who's working from the akashic records he wants to find the spiritual reason why why this man is is aberrative and and troubled and and dangerous so um that presents this challenge between the two paradigms between your standard issue and this whole other realm which is and i'm so i i thank you so much for really getting this book because you're pointing out all these things that that were there um and that i was surprised was you know it was coming out of me as if you know i didn't quite understand where it was coming from and how it's coming from but you get it and so that well, I'm actually important. smiling and I th- really? okay this is really important. So when everyone anyone's about to read a book go and do any event in their day to just be more present in the moment and now when I first received the book and held it I asked the question of spirit what's going on and I got something so off the hook that I want to share with you offline but I'll sh- <laughs> I'll do a little teaser here. I have a series that I did two series within the Dr. Denise show called rocking a betrayal. Mm. And I, I want to keep the focus on the karma factor books. I don't even want to tell you too much about that series, but I will tell you that I did a four part series season one. Then I interviewed someone else um, for season two. And it was literally about the alchemy of a betrayal. And Mm. I, in my own channeling of how I rocked my own betrayal, when I first held your book, I knew that your book was very similar to how I've been viewing and processing not only my own earth situation that I believe I asked to experience, but how I've integrated, I help my patients. So I just, I don't believe in just only Western medicine. In fact, you know, I just look at everything as tools in the toolbox for Ascension. Yeah. And what I loved about the way you did the book and I love it too, because I think I'm so glad you made it fiction because yes. I think the world, someone that's a, an absolute skeptic that only believes in this lifetime. What I love about this book, and I want it to be very known as you go out into the world and, and however I can help you say this, is that this book is for everyone because wherever you're at at your path, it could possibly ignite your own DNA to the possibility of that. And I think for those people who aren't ready, having it come into a fiction like book is such a light and easy way for their mind to open up. Yes, uh, I, I believe in preaching to the converted because the converted need to be uh, juiced up and happy and, and positive, whatever. But I also, as you just so eloquently said, I, I wanted this. I wanted my my guy, my detective guy to be everybody and to be an everybody guy he's a blue collar cat he's, and he's everyone happy. and and i was you know i got 
I got called up by a, a big star, movie star. I won't mention names. And he said, let's turn him into a superhero. And I almost tore my hair out. I said, that misses the entire point. This is something that anybody who who is, you know, looking, who is their curiosity is infused with wanting to be better and more realized as an individual. Um, this well, this is this is incredibly important what you're saying. One of my reasons why I've taken a more shush approach to my brand, and I would will want to talk with you more about the Rocky and Betrayal, because I think in the future, when you after you get all the levels of accolades with this, I want to establish a connection to me, this, this book, the karma factor and what you're trying to do, or you have successfully done with um, it's James early, correct? Correct. Yeah. The main character, he represents a blank slate, a tabla rasa to integrity of the human spirit and the normalcy and the opposite of over the top sensationalism. You get the sensationalism and the fun in the book by the story plot line, but that purity of even his love for his mother, the way it's just so beautiful, the just the mother son love, the, the, the um, way you wrote it and the way his um, love of his cohort with the other detective. Is it Sam? Sam. Yeah. So I just, for me, what I like about this book and talking about, and I'd like to do a part two, because I want to just have everyone have like a teaser to just go read this book. And then I can have you on, we can talk about your nonprofits. Um, I, what I love about your own, like, as you're vetting your opportunities of how you want this to get out to the world, I love your own integrity of the spirit of the book. It's mm-hmm. also intended for people to be open-minded to the possibility of healing no matter yeah. what. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to say that cheers to that, because that's what I believe in. You know, sometimes we get ahead of ourselves or we buy too into the material game of, I call it earth Armageddon. And we yeah. almost like sell out. We, don't, we That's why I think a lot of people are having strife on planet earth. A lot of people are very spiritually bankrupt yeah. and they don't understand the reverence for just getting, just holding space for one another in, in the most simple moments. And the, your book, the transmission of how you wrote the book and wrote the different chapters absolutely accomplishes that. Wow. Well, uh, you've made my day and my week and probably my month. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for just following your path. Um, I know that there's so many unique twists and turns to who you are as a soul, but I also feel like maybe we should do like a little wrap up of just like the book and what's next and how people can get it. They're going to have your bio. And then I would love to, you know, consider having a part two with you early, early, early in the year. So we can like, almost like dive into your why of what you want to do after this with like your vision of, you know, altruism, philanthropy, you know, just take a whole different approach to the next interview. Well, yes, I'm, I'm wide open. Uh, whatever I have is, is, uh, is yours to, to, uh, travel with me and, and versa vice. I've learned a lot from you. Um, you know, it's just, it's a great experience and writing the book, as I said, you know, it's 26 years from the initial starting point. It started as a novella and it was comical. It was, uh, sort of, uh, what's his name? Colombo. It was Uncle Early. And are he you, was a, Are you gonna ever release that, the novella? 
Um, no, I don't think so. Um, well, I know, but, but just so you know, yeah. and I know this is going to sound, this is where everyone can get to know me a little bit more. I'm such a geek. If, <laughs> by the way, you don't have to say yes on air or anything, okay. but if it calls to you, I'd love to read parts of it. Cause to mm -hmm. me, that's an exciting part of your perception at that time. And it's the golden thread of it being birthed this way. I mean, to me, that's the example, everyone of just enjoying your process, right? Absolutely. Well, I, again, I'll, I have to dig among, I don't know if I have it on my computer, but I have, I wrote screenplays based on it. We've mm -hmm. had a movie deal. We've had huge names come and go. Oh, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. And after a while, I just, you know, enough. Yeah, I and understand. I, I, I know what you mean. Wait, yeah. I have to just say something. Please. You are talking about what I call the smoke and mirrors effect of Hollywood. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> right. And so it's to me, true. to me, the joy for my golden thread of excitement and happiness is this moment with you. And then I'm not as tagged to the outcome. It's like you want your vision and your ideas and the spirit of what you're doing to reach as many people. But if you don't enjoy the process and surround yourself with a level of integrity, it gets diluted. So what I'm also feeling is I'm so honored because I feel like this is your time yeah. and I'm, I'm going to bless in my own way that you reach the highest level of reaching, of, of working with people of integrity, people yeah. that have your back, Thank people you. that understand what you're doing and that while you're doing this, that you enjoy the process because it's from what you told me in our off offline discussion, coming out to the world and doing this, it's not your favorite thing to kind of be out there. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's what, what it, I'm just following whatever intuition, you know, is leading me forward. And I did it. I think part of that at waiting to put it out, you know, through the 26 years, of frustration and suffering and excitement and then the expectation and the other coin side of the coin being the disappointment tons of all the above but what what had to happen was that i was able after all of this to sort of let go of egoic things at least the best i can do and before i i put on my my cloak and dagger and go out into the world I, I don't have to have the cloak and dagger. I can just just be like with you. I can be myself and open and, you know, I, I have my bad days. Um, and that's all part of the process for me. That let them in, experience it, whatever. But it's all in the name. The, 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 the book is secondary to my own process of evolution because the creative stuff will come out of me as I grow up and as I mature as a spirit. Well, so there's... They're really interconnected. And if if by chance the book does great, that's fine. If it reaches 100 people that it, it makes a difference to, that's fine too. I don't have any expectation that I'm just going with it. Okay, I have a question. And if, it's, if I yeah. would offend you in any way, do you get offended by profanity? Depends on who and when and where. I don't make okay. a general about okay that. thank what an incredible answer oh my gosh i didn't even know i love your answer thank because you. i did i did um a show um in 2019 called the strategic f-bomb 
Mm. And I, it was only 10 minutes long and I had gotten some data on the linguistics of language and that the powers of our words, thoughts, and actions influence us. And in the short show, I talked about how, you know, I don't want my son to say F you to someone else, but if they're using the profanity in a way that helps them alchemize a tough moment to have more inner peace. Right. And so I was just going to say one of my sayings, because I talk about mindful profanity and when I was hearing you describe your twists and turns of your life, I just want to share one of my, my sayings that I will have merchandise eventually. It's called, it's all divinely fucked up. Perfect. (laughs) I like it. I like the the, words for me. uh, Each word is like a little universe. And then when you put words together, they have this flow between them. Yes. And just what you had said, divine and fucked up, that explodes and it explodes into a laughter because yes. they are seemingly opposite, but it, from a bigger viewpoint, they are not at all. Yes. And one of my dear friends um, who I share an office with, Jennifer Schaefer, who is an intuitive, her um, brand is One Beautiful Chaos. And so I think <laughs> one, so when we talk about the karma factor, I want to end on a really integrative note what you've done with the characters, the thrill, and even the setting, the excitement. So it's like got the excitement factor of not wanting to put the book down, but then it has rich universes. The other thing that you've done is you've um, taken each, the way you did character development, you Mm. have each human in there with their own universe and the way you describe them. And then the layers of the way you did the parts were the possibility of the golden thread of the Akashic record. You, yeah. you just pulled it off. <laughs> and I, I just want to say like, you really did it. So I hope it reaches as many people as possible, but I'm telling you, I was like, yay, I get to, oh my God. And wait, oh, this is really important. I took the timing of receiving your book because it's been a very busy year. And when I opened it up, I took it. I had this phrase called a kiss on the cheek from the universe. Mm. So when I got to hold your book and I thought about the rocking of betrayal stuff, and I thought about, I get to read this book. I get to meet Thomas, like the gratitude, right? right. It's literally for me. And this is so I don't, I don't ever think about that. There's times when people come into our lives. There's times when we might have a hardship. There's a time where we might cry. Then there might be joy. And honestly, enjoying the whole process that leads to this moment, because you just said, I had no idea it took you. It was 26 years of a journey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that to me is its own backstory where I'd want to interview you on that. And I, and I think that we need the book to get out before we don't want everyone to know too. Like, I feel like you need to be like the mystery man. <laughs> you're gonna do it how you but it's like but so okay so is there anything you want to comment on i just want to make sure you get anything else you want to say about the book or anything before we wrap up this interview um no it's all new territory for me uh not the story but all the subsequent things like talking to you and the other uh, these are my first podcasts ever that i've i think i've done six now and each one is incredibly different as I mingle with your universe and other people's universe. And it's it's fantastic. And I get to talk about concepts that I love and that are important to me. And I almost always find, you know, the response where I, where in the other years, when I tried to explain it to the Hollywood folks or whatever, they would seize on one aspect, but wouldn't get all the wonderful um think all the different layers and ramifications that you obviously get 
So that's terribly exciting. I think, you know, to be fully seen is one of these obscure goals that we all have is that, that we will, that the, the beauty that we all have um, gets seen by another and appreciated and, and let that other person know. So, so, you know, this is happening all over the place now. And I'm touching base with people that, that have reached out that I haven't talked to with for 30 years uh, on this, this coming out party. So in wow. building a website, um, I, you know, that's a good place to, that they can come and contact this this stuff and my and my world and trying to get on social media, Instagram, all this stuff. Completely new and foreign territory. Well, but just so you know, go, just so go. you know, just how you and I walked ourselves through our tech issue. Yeah. Um, we'll figure out another time to chat because <clears throat> I sort of had to walk that plank of throwing yeah. myself over that cliff because I'm still a practicing MD. And I just wanted to make sure I maintained integrity when you do go out into the world and do social media. So um, as like a friend, I'll love to have an off the cuff discussion, anything I can do to help. The other uh, thing I want to state, um, go ahead. No, no, I was just thanking you. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I believe and part of the Dr. Denise show and the creative mind series is I'm going to go deeper and reverent on every series I already have right now. And one of the big call to actions for 2023 is something I've been doing. And I love your, like what part of your bio says, because this is an exact parallel alignment that you're working on the artist manifesto and updating that and mm-hmm. that uh, about the vital role that the arts play in this challenging time of political unrest and climate change. And so yeah. for, for me personally, as uh, someone that's an adult and child psychiatrist, as an intuitive, my whole call to action is changing the way we think, talk, and act about mental health. Yeah. And so I have phrases like the embrace your neurostyle and beyond the word neurostyle. Mm-hmm. When you hear neurostyle, it's very hopeful. It's not judgmental. Yeah. And so I feel like your, your medium of what you're doing. Like, I want to get that You're. I don't know when you're going to be done with the new updated version, but I'd like to get that, that in my hands before I interview you for the next show. Because to me, the, like the transmissions of your writing and anyone's writing listing are the transmission of our creativity through art, mm-hmm. music, poetry, decorating, mm-hmm. social media, TikTok, all the ways we can show our creativity. Yeah. That's the way I think we play. And that's the way we, I think we heal. And I also think there's times like I have another interview coming out after yours where someone had music lyrics that she started writing when she was age 11. And it was the only way she could tell her parents the suffering she was feeling in the household. Yeah, I understand that one. Right? The the earlier version, the the original book I wrote, which was in 91, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, sold every copy. I was, you know, I wrote it. I anyway, that's a whole nother story. But you can find it on on eBay. It's out there. I don't have any more copies. Um, um, It's the artist manifesto. But I'm gonna go for it and try to find that. Okay, so I am smiling. I'm grateful. I'm honored, and um, so great having you today. Where can everyone find you? Find your book and kind of see what's up next. So uh, thomaslane.com, I I somehow ended up with that as my website. Woo-woo, uh, yay. Yeah, That's not nice. Thomas Lane C126W264. It's just <laughs> thomaslane.com. Who knew? 
Um, so please, please visit. We'd love to have you there. Um, it's got bits and pieces of the story. Uh, it's got some of my artwork. It's got some of my poetry. Uh, it's got some, a song. I wrote. I, I have a character that's in the book called Tracker. I did a whole thing with him. There's an album called Hotel Earth, which is out there on um, Spotify and all the various other ones. But it introduces you to my world. And um, and then it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and probably a few other ones. Amazon, obviously, the big one. But um, yeah, that's where you find me. That's where you find the book. Uh, it's 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 my kid. And he's growing up he's growing up good. He is. He's 26 years old and going to keep yeah. going. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Um, I keep have telling him to get a haircut. Oh, what? <laughs> I said, I keep telling him to get a haircut. I'm just joking. Oh, that's funny with all your, hey, by the way, um, you have a full head of hair. So that's a funny, that's wonderful. That's hilarious. Okay. So everyone, thank you for listening today. Thank you, Thomas, for being here. And please, this is an incredible read. It's going to make you think you're going to be entertained. And um, you got to get this book. It's amazing. The Karma Factor. And I'll put the links to everything. Thank you. Thanks, Thomas. Thank you. God bless all. Thank you, everyone.